The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello there and welcome to episode 208. I hope that you're doing very well today. If you are struggling with OCD or anxiety then you can get a free session with me. To get that you can head over to my website www.robertjamescoaching.com and there you can send me a message or you can uh, book the free session using my Calendly. Now in today's podcast we're going to be talking about what to do when everything seems to be uh, going against you with OCD. Perhaps you're doing everything that you should be doing. You feel like you're doing your exposure work and you're doing everything else that you're meant to be doing in order to get better, but nothing is changing and you're feeling frustrated. Um, You know, this can be quite a common experience, uh, particularly when you're first getting started with, with treatment. And, um, you know, unfortunately for many people, this can uh, cause them to stop or to to not uh, continue. And, and that's such a shame because normally uh, you do get through this and, and things will start to get better if you can commit to uh, to the process. So in today's podcast, we're going to be uh, going to be talking about that. Now, if you find the podcast helpful, it would be great if you could head over to Instagram and follow and like there. My Instagram handle is at Robert James Coaching UK. And if you could also subscribe on your podcast app of choice, that would be amazing as well. So many thanks, guys, and I really hope that you enjoy. So what can you do when things don't go your way with OCD? Perhaps you've listened to your therapist or coach, you're doing all of the right things, doing exposures, being healthy, practicing acceptance and all of these things, but unfortunately it's just not going your way still. You still feel stuck with the OCD, you're still getting intrusive thoughts, and you're still experiencing a lot of anxiety. What should you do in this situation? Because unfortunately, it's so easy to to almost give up, to believe that for whatever reason, uh, maybe these approaches do work with with other people, but they don't work with you. And, uh, you know, to just kind of give up. And that's such a shame because actually these approaches really do work, um, but they really do take a lot of commitment. And so um, what should we do in this situation? Well, I think number one, first of all, um, try not to panic. Just because you you don't feel like anything is changing doesn't mean that it isn't. Uh, Changes can actually be incredibly subtle at first. Um, If you're doing uh, exposure work, for example, it might take uh, a good few weeks before you really start to notice the benefits. Um, it really does take, uh, as I just mentioned uh, just before, it really does take uh, commitment 
to doing the exposure work or to uh, practicing acceptance or to be um, you know making sure that you are doing exercise um, you, you need to be doing it for an extended period of time in order for it to to really build up and to start making a, a noticeable change so number two is the kind of uh, keep up the good work and and make sure that you're kind of speaking with your therapist or coach about any uh, challenges that you're you're facing it can be very easy to just uh, to keep quiet um, about the fact that you're not actually uh, feeling like you're making uh, progress to just kind of smile at your coach or therapist and say yeah it is working and yeah maybe I'm feeling a bit better and yeah maybe I'm making a bit of progress when in fact on the inside you're feeling like this isn't working at all but you you kind of don't want to uh, embarrass your your therapist or coach or you don't want to, to feel like you're uh, upsetting them and you know this this is is clearly not going to help you very much in in the long run when we think about self-compassion um which is obviously a very important thing when it comes to ocd uh an important uh self-compassion act that you can make here is to really speak up and and share how you're doing and to be honest about that and your coach and ther- or therapist is not going to mind at all uh, in fact if they do then that's probably a good indication that they're, they're not the kind of person that you you really want to work with um, number three then um, neuroplasticity um, as I was kind of saying earlier um, you know in order for for things to change we we have to give it some time. Um, neuroplasticity really does work. The, the brain can change physically uh, over time. But uh, the longer that you're, you're doing these things for, uh, the more changes you're going to see. And if you just kind of start for a few days and you just uh, apply the exposure activities or the acceptance work for a short amount of time, you're really not going to see the benefits. So really try to make sure that you're you're continuing to work at this uh, for an extended period of time. Um, remember that acceptance is actually probably the most important thing. Um, you know, resistance to the anxiety is actually what keeps it going. So remember to keep gently pushing and trying to allow yourself to feel your fears. Normally when OCD or when it feels like OCD isn't getting better or if it feels like it did get better for a short time and then it came back it's because we're we've forgotten to accept or you know maybe we were accepting a little bit for a while it's so easy to to get back into the the old habit you know thinking about neuroplasticity um you know it takes a while for these changes to to kind of take hold in the brain and so it's very easy to go back into old habits, uh, particularly when you're first beginning, you know, with the process of applying all these new skills. So try to bear that in mind. Um, you know, you're you're bringing all of these new skills to the table. You're developing uh, new ways of responding to to the obsessions, and it, it is going to to take some time. I know I keep kind of repeating this point, but it's it's so important. Uh, the next one, try to try to go easy on yourself. Um, thinking about self-compassion again, it's so easy to get angry and upset when things aren't going the way that we want. 
And the first person that we tend to blame, as I kind of pointed out earlier, is not the therapist or the coach oftentimes, but ourselves. And we get angry and upset. Why am I like this? Why are other people are able to do this? Why am I not? Um, ERP works for everyone. It's a proven uh, researched way of dealing with OCD. Why is it not having the impact on me that it should be? And it is for other people. And off we go and this inner critic can come out and it can really go to town. So be very wary of that. Um, one of the, the things that just about everybody with OCD struggles with is unconditional self-acceptance. And this is a huge area, uh, something that I've talked about quite a lot in the past on a podcast. You can check out those previous episodes. But just be wary of it. If Watch your, watch your uh, negative self-talk. And if you can, just try to offer up slightly kinder words to yourself, particularly when you're um, struggling with, you know, applying uh, the exposure work, for example, which is often not that easy. Next up, and this is something that um, I work a lot with my, uh, my clients on, is actually trying to use breath work to, to change your, your state. So often when we're struggling with anxiety problems, we're in a, uh, a sympathetic uh, nervous response. And that leaves us feeling uh, very, uh, very anxious, very stressed. Uh, we're almost kind of on the, on the lookout for problems all the time. And uh, when we're in this state, this is when we tend to obsess and we tend to perform compulsions to, to, to deal with our anxiety because, you know, we're, we're, we're agitated and we need to find a way to bring ourselves down. And, fortun- and fortunately, the breath is a fantastic way of doing that. You can use breath work um, to, to change your, your state into more of a parasympathetic state. And in doing so, you can actually uh, bring much more relaxation and a much more uh, ob- objective kind of mindset so that you're able to just watch your ruminations a lot easier. You're able to, to kind of observe the, uh, the negative thoughts and the catastrophizing that tends to go on with OCD and actually cr- uh, create a little bit of a barrier between you and it because so often when we're in this sympathetic state, when we're, we're, when we're in a triggered kind of stress response, we believe all of these thoughts that come up. Um, you know, this is one of the kind of hallmarks of OCD is that we actually really begin to believe the obsessions. We believe that in some way they must be true or that they could be true. And, you know, we get lost in that. When you actually activate a parasympathetic response, it's so much easier uh, because you're feeling calmer to be able to see the truth of the situation, to be able to see that those thoughts are just thoughts. They are are not true. They are just, uh, um, you know, things that we're thinking. They, They don't mean anything whatsoever. They're just thoughts and we're able to let them go. So practicing breath work that allows you to do that is uh, incredibly helpful. And number seven, remember that we never actually go back to square one. Um, when you're actually, you know, trying to, to get over OCD, if you're researching it, you're working with a therapist or a coach, or you're getting support from somebody, uh, you're listening to podcasts like this, then you're learning and you're growing. 
um, you're not going to go back to square one. So often it does feel like that when we have a setback from OCD. We feel like, oh, that's it. I've gone back. It's got worse than ever. And all that stuff that I thought I'd learned, well, it's nonsense. I haven't learned anything. And, you know, this is this is terrible and it's going to get worse and worse forever. And that's just not true. If you really apply yourself and you, you work with somebody, you start to practice exposure work and you start to, to practice acceptance commitment therapy, uh, you start to be more self-compassionate then actually that's going to have uh, a major impact on your biology, uh, how you feel on a day-to-day basis. And even if you have a setback here and there, which you're going, it is going to happen. Unfortunately, it happens to all of us. You know, there's, there's days where you're going to struggle. But as long as you keep applying the skills and you keep trying your best, you're going to find a way out of that. Over time, you begin to get less setbacks. And uh, when you do get them, you tend to spend less time stuck in them. And so that's something that is uh, really hopeful and I, I think uh, a good thing to to finish on. So there we go, guys. I really hope that you, you found that helpful. As always, if you have any questions, do please let me know. And many thanks. Just a quick reminder that if you want to get a free session, all you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. And there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the uh, free session. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist or any other medical or mental health professional.